Organizations across the country are looking for flexible and efficient ways to keep remote resources connected. But like many others, you might be wondering where to start. I'm your host, Penny Conway, and on today's all-new episode of Connections to Experience, we are going to dive into the data center with experts from Cisco and Intel as they help you decrease your latency and avoid bottlenecks by modernizing your IT infrastructure. Good morning, or good afternoon, should I say. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Marcel, welcome to the podcast. Nice to have you gentlemen here today. Great to be back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Mark, you're a seasoned veteran now on the uh, Connection to Experience podcast, so it's always good to see your face. We see each other. We are face-to-face right now in a virtual setting, as many of those across the globe are. Uh, And today we're going to be talking about IT modernization which could mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. But in particular, we're talking about the data center. And I thought we'd start sort of very broadly and maybe set the stage for what companies, you know, private sector, public sector, whatever it might be, what they're really dealing with when it comes to managing the data center now. So, you know, Marcel or Mark, I don't know which one of you want to take this, but can you give us a little bit of an understanding of, you know, what was kind of going on pre-pandemic? What were they facing in the data center when the pandemic first hit? And What's sort of the focus now as this initial phase is kind of coming to an end and we're looking to go into a new season and a new normal of how we all live and work? You know, Penny, I think from an IT modernization perspective, nothing has changed due to the pandemic from the point of view that it's a data-driven world. Companies need to look at their current infrastructure, how they can gain access and make business decisions from their data. Since the pandemic, different workloads are taking up time in the data center, such as how do you support remote workers? Mm-hmm. Because we're all we're all in that virtual environment. IT modernization still plays a key role, making sure that not only are you supporting devices remotely, but you have the infrastructure in the data center to support more and more remote users. So I think the key is, you know, how can we, Connection, Cisco, and Intel, help all customers modernize their data center? I'm going to ask you sort of a, it might be a challenging question, but I think this is an interesting one for our listeners. It We hear a lot of buzzwords, the technology buzzwords that are out there. And, uh, you know, I think about two years ago, digital transformation was the buzzword that it was in everything. And then I read an article from CIO that said it was one of the least favorite buzzwords that they were hearing because it was so broad 
and, you know, hard to define when they were looking at their own organization. Everyone, everyone said, you know, be part of the digital transformation or have a digital transformation. And I've been hearing a lot about, I've been hearing the phrase IT modernization. And, you know, it might be self-explanatory. You have IT and you want to make it modern. But when we look at the data center specifically, you know, what does the old way look like? And what does the modernization of the old way look like within the data center? Basically, modernization of the IT data of your of your data center today. Basically, it's everybody's heard the term. We need to do more with less. Well, that is so true right now, especially with COVID-19. You're having to try to do and not just more with less, but also being able to do things remotely. Those are two very important things when you're talking about data center environments, right? Because you have security things you have to think about and all sorts of things. So it's making sure all the right pieces are in place to be able to not just take care of the data center right now, but where you're going to be in five to six months from now. So with that said, there are tools that between hardware and software, if you have the right tools in place, a lot of what's going on right now, as Mark had mentioned, you know, you're data center flow of data is a little bit different right now than it was when everybody was in the office, right? You're seeing a lot more going through what's called a router now instead of being on its own network. Right. Everything's coming in from outside and going in and out, right? So your flows are a bit different. Well, there are tools in place that, and now we're in, we're in flux, right? We're in the middle of half the people are going in, half the people aren't. Some states you're having some states that are going back to a lockdown, you know, because they're seeing, you know, really bad hikes with COVID-19. So there's that, how do we make all this stuff work easier for us? And how can we make things so that we don't have to be the ones to do the work all the time? Well, there's tools out there that make this all, all this stuff automated, where if the resource needs to be moved from one location to another, it, it's automated. It's it, There's all kinds of stuff, but you need the infrastructure in place in order to make that happen. So that's where we can come in. We can take a look at where you are right now, understand where you'd like to be, and then put together some type of plan to make you help you get there. Right. So, Mark, you know, continuing sort of that that thought process of you know, modernization and and really what is it? Is it just a buzzword? Is it not? You know, I think there probably is a opportunity to see where the opportunity for modernization is. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, how does a customer go about evaluating, you know, what they have today, what's working, what's not working, and, you know, what it is that they actually need to modernize? Understood. So I think it really starts with, you know, connection, approaching the customer from an assessment perspective, because we need to understand how that customer's infrastructure is set up. Traditionally, you had silos of compute, storage, and networking. And from a customer's perspective, that could be meeting their current needs. But as you look to do more with less, as you look to get access to data, be more secure, be more compliant, let's start with an assessment and then look at the opportunity to, I define modern infrastructure going in a software-defined approach, providing 
cloud-like capabilities, self-service delivery, bring it on-prem, allowing IT to do more with less. So working with Cisco and Hyperflex and simplifying management, you know, that could offer a lot of value for the customer. Before, but before you recommend that solution, you need to understand what the current infrastructure looks like and you know, how we can help that customer move forward. You know, you, you say the phrase doing more with less. I know we often use that phrase when we're working with customers around the amount of resources they have to manage things, to do things, to deploy things. And, you know, I, I think we're in a, a unique time now where, you know, spending and budgeting is much different. You know, budgets that were set at the beginning of this year, we know were blown out of the water early on when COVID-19 and shutdown orders and shelter in place orders came through. And, you know, a lot of those budgets, as we know, went to hardware, immediate hardware to get people just working, get people connected, get people on camera, you know, the microphones, the headsets that we're all wearing and, and using. So I wonder, and it, you know, what you are seeing when you're working and talking with customers is, you know, is the budget there to do a IT modernization project within the data center? And if it's not there, you know, sort of what's the cost? What's the trade-off? You know, if you've got someone who really needs to invest in this infrastructure in order to carry them them through, what's the cost of not you know, moving forward with that modernization and and allocating the budget for that. What are you seeing out there, Marcel? Oh, that's a great question. So we're seeing actually businesses having to close their doors and not as a direct result of not updating their stuff. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) It's just what's happening out there. Right. So in a lot of cases, we're seeing that budgets aren't necessarily lost completely. They're frozen. People are holding on because they don't know what's coming next. So Cisco, knowing this, we actually have some offers. So we have defer all your payments to uh, calendar year 2021. Wow. So get your stuff now. We'll defer your payments till next year. So we, we're trying, we're, as a company, we're trying everything possible to help people do what they need to do right now because we understand budgets are, are frozen for obvious reasons, right? Because we still are in flux. We're still in the unknown situation. This is new for everybody. This is, you know, the last time this happened, what, 1918? So <laughs> we're, you know, I wasn't around then. I don't know too many people that were. So everybody's learning how to do things normally. And Penny, to your point earlier, you know, whether you call it digital transformation, as we go through the pandemic, and as Marcel said, you know, many businesses have had to shut down for various reasons. Now, as folks try to reopen and really figure out what their business model looks like going forward, now's the time where you really have to look at, you know, transformation is how are you going to run your business? And if you have a legacy infrastructure, can that accommodate what you need to run the business, whether it's supporting remote workers, which you know each company is going to have, you know their number of employees that they're supporting. You know, can they run the business today with the current infrastructure? Or, for instance, would hyperconverged support VDI? And that is just meeting 
one workload, but obviously getting your your employees access to data, that's a key workload. But transformation to me is how is each business going to run? How are they going to adapt? Because if they don't, their competition's gonna. And now all of a sudden IT modernization, digital transformation to me takes on new meaning because there's a sense of urgency. You have to adapt or you know, look at what's going on and there are certain industries such as hospitality, just as an example, where they're totally shut down. And if they're going to rebound, you know, they might have to do things differently, but that every business can think along the same ways. And you're going to get to a point where you have to allocate budget to upgrade infrastructure to run the business and get access to that data. And that is absolutely the truth. If Connection is not talking to their customers about the fact that they should be modernizing their data center now instead of waiting, now is actually a better time. So it would be a better time now to do all this stuff, especially where a lot of the people are actually remote. So that gives you some more free time to update that data center with the hardware and software that you need to make that automation possible. Not everybody has that automation possibility right now. Some people are actually using it and taking advantage of it right now. All kinds of hyperconvergent solutions out there from Cisco that uh, we offer customers. It, it doesn't matter the industry either. We have manufacturing, we have healthcare, we have all kinds of industries that we have solutions for in the hyperconvergence to modernize that IT data center, modernize your IT in that in that data center arena. So don't wait because Seriously, now's the time, the better time, really. I mean, if you think of if everybody's in the office, it's a little more difficult to schedule those things as opposed to now where everybody's kind of out of the office, right? So certain things like that to consider. It's a good way to look at it. I hadn't really, you know, thought about that. I'm thinking you've got all these people that are out there that are working remotely. They're trying to access data, pull data. And immediately my thought is, oh, there's way too much, you know, traffic, things going on, you know, stress on the system to try to make a change right now, even though you need it to have the infrastructure to support it. But that's a good point. You've got, you know, obviously I'm working remotely and and we're doing a lot in the cloud. So I'm not necessarily VPNing into my system all the time, which would create a good opportunity for a company with a similar situation to start making those changes while there's not a load. So maybe that's a a little bit of an education for me. I've thought the opposite, that this is a very high traffic, high stress time on the system, and maybe it would be difficult to make those changes. Well, it was like I had mentioned earlier, the, the flows have changed from mm -hmm. within the network to going out of the network and then coming back in. So there is still data flow. It's just going to a different location mm -hmm. on that network. And that frees up other resources and other areas on that network that you can take advantage of, you know, that downtime on that port, so to say, in the data center. So it's just uh, looking at the resources, where they're being utilized, when they're being utilized and mm -hmm. figuring out the right time. And anybody can do it at any time, naturally. But uh, there's probably more opportunity at this time. Yeah, that's excellent advice. You know, back to the what we were saying about different industries. One, Mark, great point. I think there's a lot of industries that as a whole are re-strategizing, rethinking about what is going to be next for them and what changes and moves they need to make in order to 
have business continuity for the long term. Marcel, in your conversations with customers and the different solution sets that you're talking about, have you seen pockets of different industries that have made immediate changes, that have took steps to modernize their data center? And, you know, why? What were the sort of reasons why those industries really focused on IT modernization? Great question. Absolutely. So we have probably one of the (laughs) easiest industries to talk about is the healthcare industry, right? Oh, sure. (laughs) So healthcare industry was definitely one of the first industries to take care of the IT modernization because they have had that need of not just for a VDI infrastructure, but you also had all these images that had to go down the wire and you had to have access to all this data on a regular basis and getting access to that data in a timely manner is so important. Sometimes you you don't, you know, if someone's in an emergency room, they need access to their files. It would stink if they had to wait 15, 20 minutes or five minutes or whatever the case may be back in the day, you had to wait till somebody ran down to the file department and got the file. Now it's all electronic, log in, boom, you get access to everything. So sometimes that can help in certain situations where you're accessing that data instantaneously. And that's where the modern IT data center really helps in situations like that. Manufacturing, another classic example of an industry that at one time didn't even think about IT in their environment, but with the modernization of manufacturing with all these sensors that have to monitor things, right? So all these sensors, that's data. Where does that data go? It goes on a wire. Where's that wire? It's on a network. So what does Cisco do? Networking. So we have all kinds of different scenarios where we can put that hyperconvergence to modernize that IT data center. It doesn't matter what scenario, what industry. Here's a, an example of a, a nonprofit out of New York City called uh, City Harvest, right? They upgraded their IT infrastructure with hyperconvergence. They chose Hyperflex. You know, it was a perfect fit for their need, right? So it was perfect all around. They implemented it. Now they can do their one of their big reasons was the simplicity of management. Now, when you have a hyperconvergent system, you have, like Mark was saying earlier, we, you have the data, you have the compute, you have the network. It's all in one piece. And if, if it's the same company that you're dealing with, you're dealing with just one company instead of having to possibly deal with three companies in your legacy converged infrastructure, right? No, you almost, every time I thought of a question in my head, you started to answer it, which is really (laughs) awesome. But I, I was thinking, you know, there's so, we all know there's so many different solutions out there. There's so many different partners that you can work with, products that you can put in your data center. And, you know, when I I saw the Cisco and Intel collaboration for IT modernization, I you know, I wanted to ask you guys in your own words, what makes that collaboration so strong? What, um, and I think you answered part of it, it's a, a single company, single management, single point of control. But what are some of the other things and really the benefits of Hyperflex as a solution compared to, you know, everyone loves this chance, compared to some of your competitors, what, you know, what is the difference makers and what you have to offer? So one of the key differentiators that we have with our solution is we're providing, um, as compared to like, if you want to name names, Nutanix, right? So that's another really big, you know, uh, HCI company out there. And they're more of a software based where we cover not just the software, 
We do the hardware for both the compute and the network piece. And then we have the software that is the magic behind the scenes to run the file system that makes you know everything work the way it does. I don't have a big enough brain to explain all the IOPS that happen and, and, and the reasons why things happen, but it's the data platform software that makes all the magic work to put everything together and to make things easier in, in a management piece and being able to deploy and being able to provision and spin up a new server, so to say, on a moment's notice, right? So it's all about manageability. From an Intel perspective, you know, years and years of innovation and collaboration between Intel and Cisco. And when it comes to hyperconverged, it's a purpose-built solution where Intel and Cisco are looking at more than just bringing new hardware to market. It's how does hardware, software all work together to you know, include the management console. And I'll give you a great example. As Intel helps address latency-sensitive apps, so you bring hyperconverge, you have storage, compute, and networking combined and simplified. NVMe solutions, you connect the storage, so such as Optane, directly to the CPU via the PCIe bus. What Intel and Cisco have done is we've made sure that through this joint collaboration, we're able to provide hot swap capabilities. So now if the customer needs to swap out a drive, they're able to do that and not lose data, not shut down the whole system. So that's just one component of an overarching solution that we deliver together and bring value to the customer. Tell me more about hot swap, Mark. So in a like I, I think of it and I, I think I've heard the term, you know, for PCs before where you've got a non-working device, you send it in, you get a new device back, you know, fairly quickly. How does that work from the, the data center side that I'm intrigued? Is it just pulling it out and getting a new one and popping it in? So exactly. So <laughs> it's a little different with an edge device, right? If you have to send that in, you're without a device or you get a backup device. Hot swap in the data center means that you're able to address an issue while not shutting down the infrastructure. So you could pull out the drive, plug in a new one, and you're up and running. So that is something that Intel and Cisco deliver that offers a ton of value. You talk business continuity, mm -hmm. data resiliency, reliability. You know, that's how that's how you could deliver and provide confidence to the customer. So one of the things that a lot of IT managers think about when they're talking about their data center is uptime. So they strive for what's called four and five nines, which means 99.999% of the time, they have access to the data that they need access to. And it's very important in many industries, especially the medical industry, right? If you're mm -hmm. looking up files for, for their patients and stuff. So with that said, that uptime is extremely important in a data center environment. So that's why not just the components within the server itself, like Mark was talking about, but you also have in a hyper-converged environment, you can actually take out a complete server. If that server has a, a major problem like a CPU that you actually have to turn it off, you can take it out of the cluster, 
without losing any access to data at all. Fix what you need to fix, put it back into the cluster. Nobody knows whatever happened. That's the modern IT data center. And hardware replacements like that don't come very often, but the hot swap capability of being able to do something like that is extremely important when you have SLAs that you're dealing with, service level agreements that some of some of these companies, right? Not all these companies in, that have a data center, you know, you have MSPs, service providers. They have, they house data centers for many companies. So situations like that, classic example of where you need that five nines of uptime. So hot swap components are extremely important in the data center environment. And what Marcel just said, so hot swap at the component level, as well as at the node level. So right. that provides the resiliency and the redundancy that the customers need. It's been an interesting topic. It was actually, I was just uh, doing another episode of the podcast where we were talking about the opportunity that has blossomed from a pandemic world and the types of conversations that we're able to have with, you know, CTOs, CIOs, uh, network administrators, where, you know, a year ago, we might have had a really great piece of technology or a really great solution. And we're banging down their doors trying to say, you know, you need this, you need this, because in case something happens, this is going to, like you said, Mark, this is going to keep your business running. It, you, you're not going to lose anything. You're not going to be, you're not going to have downtime. And before a pandemic hits, everyone thinks, oh, no, we'll be fine. We're, we're doing just fine. And I think that this has opened the eyes of a lot of different organizations that they have to prepare for the things that they're not anticipating. And so, you know, coming up with all of those scenarios of even though it doesn't happen often, even though you're not replacing components often, at the time we might need to, we need to have a very quick way to do it to not have a disruption in our business because we saw the biggest disruption in our business very quickly. So why put ourselves in that position? So I love what I'm hearing about, you know, the partnership between Cisco and Intel and how connection can really help those folks that are listening, you know, do some analysis on what, you know, the legacy solution is there, what, you know, what workloads they can move. To your point, Marcel, you know, where are you seeing the shift in traffic where you might be able to focus on one segment of your data center and, and you know, start chunking away at these pieces? So, you know, before we close, just, you know, really quickly, Marcel, and then you mark a what would you say you're really excited about going into, you know, this new normal of life and around IT modernization? What kind of gets you excited when you wake up in the morning uh, to work with customers and what you're seeing out there? So what really gets me excited is the fact that there's a definite need and that we can help fulfill that need, right? And right now, the need is great for a lot of people and there's still all kinds of promos, free trials that we can run across people so that, you know, it's kind of like the try before you buy type of deal. So there's all kinds of things that they can do right now to work out the details, you know, have that conversation with the customer, have that conversation with that Cisco S expert about whatever the situation may be, find that solution, find that financing. We have it available now. Let's do it now. Let's not wait. Let's take advantage of the ability to take advantage of the financing opportunities that you'd have available to you right now, 
the fact that people are definitely willing to do whatever they need to do to help you, meaning connection, having resources come on site, do whatever they need to do to assess the situation, and then implement the change. Do it now. Yep. Mark, what gets you excited? We have the technology and the capabilities. And the opportunity is really sitting down with Connection, Cisco, and the customer to walk through what did their business continuity plan look like? What does it need to look like moving forward? Because, you know, eyes wide open, you know, the world has changed. The technology that's needed is available that Connection can help deliver. But now let's take a different focus and really look at the current infrastructure. We have a reason to move towards a modernization approach, and everyone could define it differently. But let's start with what you have. We have the capabilities. We could, as Marcel said, let's walk through the business value, the cost of ownership, but how we could help deploy, so consolidate where hyper-converged, as an example, would fit, how you could have simplified management and deliver solutions that not only will meet the needs today, but down the road. So that's what's exciting because the technology is there and we keep advancing it and we keep bringing new capabilities and it's helping the customer understand where Optane, for example, will benefit their business and they could take advantage to address their latency-sensitive apps, benefit, and get what they need done. Excellent. And there is no time like the present then to start these sort of processes. So thank you, uh, Marcel. Thank you, Mark, for joining uh, today's podcast. A, a great information around, you know, this is not just a buzzword. This is something you need to really be looking at in the data center and a great team here between Connection, Cisco, and Intel uh, to really help you take those steps, see what's going on within your data center and lead you to the future of hyper-converged, which is really, really exciting. Thank you both for joining. What a great and informational episode. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Penny. Thank you, Penny. And on whatever platform you're listening to us on today, please be sure to like, share, and follow. Uh, following, make sure that you get the latest episodes when they are released. If you like today's episode and you'd like to ask questions or make comments, please email us at podcasts at connection.com. And you can also visit our website at www.connection.com to find out more about IT modernization with Cisco and Intel. Have a great day, guys. Thanks again. Thank you.